Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I have Danielle Colon, and we have a beautiful, fun conversation about taking your trauma to the playground and uh, manifestation being about the now, not about bypassing. Even though there's chaos happening in the world, my contribution is going to add to the positive ripple of change. And if I can inspire more people to do the same, then that is radical protest. That is just as radical as me going and screaming at the top of my lungs that Black Lives Matter. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we discuss every aspect of life through the lens of somatic psychology, nutrition, and self-inquiry. My name's Luis Mojica, and I'm a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety inside themselves so they can better navigate this strange and sensational human experience. Your time to learn begins now. Welcome, Daniel Colon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to share space with you finally. It's been a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it has. <laughs> you are so fun. You know, like <clears throat> I I recently this year have been orienting because I've worked in trauma therapy for six, seven years now. And so I've been orienting toward joy. Because yeah. it's so easy with this line of work to just look at the ruptures. 
And, you know, your accounts is one of the accounts that really brings me this like medicine of joy. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you for uh, recognizing it. Yeah, I, I I empathize in many ways. That's That's really how Color Me Crazy started. It was a playground for me to work through my trauma um, as well and to alchemize it into something beautiful, you know, where there is darkness, there is also light. Um, as well. And, you know, from recognizing our, our darkness, we can really extract some, some beautiful, fun things. And I'm just, now I'm just having fun. I'm even having fun with the shadow work. I'm having fun with, uh, with the darkness as well. I'm dancing with it. I'm playing with it. I'm at, at analyzing it. And then just like being free with this quote unquote work. I don't like to call it work. <laughs> Yeah. Play. <laughs> it's play. I love that you call it a playground. You know, I think taking your trauma to a playground is just so gorgeous. Yeah. Why not? Take it why to not? Put it on a swing. <laughs> it may be like mm, a little grumpy at first, but uh, trust and believe you'll get a little smirk mm. out of there eventually. And you're like, ah, see, there's something here to this. It's true. It's true. Uh, I, oh, I, I want to know your origin story because... I, you know, in recent posts, you were talking about moving back to Borinquen. Yeah. And I just want to know, like, tell us the, tell us your story. I just want to hear whatever the story is of you. Uh, I, I, I love answering this question because uh, it always changes based on like where I'm at, you know, where yeah. I'm at. like the, the origin story definitely changes. Um, I guess one of the easiest things to reach for right now is uh, I lived in New York City for like 10 years. Um, I moved there from Florida after, you know, a near death experience. Um, oh, with, what was that experience? Um, I totaled my car, overturned my car three times. Um, it was absolutely my fault, too, because, um, you know, I was very much living with the trauma and over identifying with the trauma and, and all of that. Uh, I, yeah, uh, chaos, uh, emerged, uh, from, you know, the internal world that I was, uh, creating. It definitely manifested in the physical overturned my car three times. Uh, the, the cop, uh, you know, I woke up upside down, uh, and, uh, the cop, came around and was like, uh, so I'm not going to write you a ticket because I think you learned your lesson from this. Wow. Uh, go out and live. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a you went to some magical portal or something. So much facts. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I stumbled into my job at Dave & Buster's at the time. I got let go from Rainforest Cafe. I was serving, you know, making money in that way. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't too disheartened by letting being let go from from Rainforest Cafe. Um, but I was at Dave and Buster's, and I uh, was on break. And I called my brother. He lived in New York at the time in New York City. I was like, "Hey, bro, I literally have no idea what to do. I have no car now. I I just like don't know." He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna book you a one way ticket, and you come you come by, you see what's good, you see if you like it, and whatnot." Meanwhile, that, you know, that voice of the the cop going, go out and live is in the back of my mind. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to go out and live because like mm -hmm. literally almost died. <laughs> um, so how uh, old are you? How old are you here? I'm uh, oh early 20s. So we're okay. talking about 23, 23. Yeah. Moved to the concrete jungle, did all uh, you would think like, OK, this kid almost almost lost his life. He's going to go out and live. I definitely lived, but in like the party sense, you know, yeah. is 
it's that it's that vessel and it was beautiful in that way that i got to really experience so many different cultures so many different beings i got to explore my queer identity um in a way that felt better than exploring it in florida um but still was very much escapism it was escapism in so many ways uh i didn't live i still didn't go out and live um i i just tried to live how people in new york lived and then, you know, 10 years passed. I tried acting. I tried managing restaurants. I tried so many things. 2020 came around. I got let go of my job. Uh, and uh, I was managing a restaurant for like four years. And I was like, this is what I do, I guess. I guess I manage I manage restaurants. And, you know, it was, it was fine for me for that time. I came, um, you know, we, the whole, the whole happened in 2020. I, uh, I was jobless for like the first time ever in my life, you know, since I was 16. Uh, I was making more money on unemployment than I was making, um, <laughs> like managing the restaurant as well. So I literally had income to just explore and try things out. Now I was just like, I guess I just play now. I guess I just try things out. Made a whole bunch of investments, tried a whole bunch of things. Um, and just the creative force of just creation itself. I got into making t-shirts. I got into painting. I got into um, spoken word. I just started creating, creating, creating all of these things that I always loved doing even when I was younger. Um, so a lot of inner child healing happened during 2020. Um, and uh, then I was uh, called to go in deeper to the self. And I, I was meditating one day and uh, spirit was just like... Uh, go, go to Puerto Rico, just go home, go home. And it was, this was always something that I entertained, but I was in a partnership at the time, which, uh, you know, kept me kind of in that place. And, uh, lo and behold, he broke up with me and I was like, I guess I go to Puerto Rico now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, here I am. It's been the most transformative experience ever. I live with my grandmother and my great grandmother. Um, so Wow. Like exploring generational wounds and generational trauma than by literally being with two generations of women. Um, so I got to see a lot of myself through them. I got to see a lot of my insecurities through them. And that awakened me more and more and more. Um, a lot of people ask, like, when was your spiritual awakening? I'm like, it's every day, every day, every moment is awakening. Every every minute is awakening. There are certain moments which like are big in my life but like i've been on this journey since i was born i've been on this process since i was born i think now it's coming into more 3d because i have a following now on social media and all that because i was just sharing my joy and my connection um with the universe and here i am <laughs> here. That, uh, that, i'm lit up by so many things so i'm just kind of feeling into them <laughs> yeah. i mean the first is like i want to highlight if you're queer go to new york like because yeah. <laughs> like that's where you go to play with that right yeah. that was my experience as well and and then go somewhere else when you're done um oh, yeah. right <laughs> it's like the petri dish is there and then like you you outgrow the petri dish and so and so you go into a warmer petri dish there's even more bacteria awakening now right yeah and, i mean there's just so much i want to ask you because i i resonate with so much of your story um and everything you share and i i, I love i just love this image of you being with these two women from your lineage oh, like how many people in their 30s get to live with a great grandparent that's amazing <laughs> That's like incredible. Yeah. I, so you see the origins of what was passed down, right? Like, tell us about that a little bit. 
Um, I I realized that, you know, the 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 sheriff telling me to go out and live was the the breaking of the generational cycle. Uh, if I, I, I look at how powerful as they are also, I mean, what a beautiful queer story It's like my I grew up with a single mother, three younger brothers, oldest of three brothers. My mother was definitely a dominant force in the household, wore the pants, wore the skirt, wore all of that. She was all the archetypes. Um, and like my grandmother divorced, married and divorced once, never was with another man ever again in her whole entire life, um, just had her three kids. So like that energy was very much present there. And it, it just after that, after the divorce, after all of that, it just became taking care of people, just taking care of people, take care of people, take care. She's the main caregiver of my great grandmother right now. Um, and, you know, yes, we are here to care for others. Absolutely. But uh, authentic care of others really stems from authentic care of the self. So uh, although that that wound of, you know, let's say infidelity with the divorce that my mother experienced, as well as with my mother as well, my 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 grandmother and my mother, all of that, um, it, it was masked with taking care of other people. The wound was still present and the wound manifested as just uh, not really living for oneself. So uh, upon having conversations with my great grandmother and uh, my grandmother, I realized that they they too, to a certain extent, they too were not living. They they weren't living as well. They were scared to live they were scared to do things my great-grandmother talks about how much she loves the ocean she's a beautiful pisces babe absolutely she's 96 now and uh you know when when she does pass on into the non-physical um you know like definitely the matriarch of the family is 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 done you know my grandmother doesn't have any uh interest in that either she has very masculine energy she's aries um and like uh very much that she's not interested in like taking care of an entire family and that at that to that extent which is like great i'm just like grandma go out and live then she's like yeah i want to go back to florida i want to do this i want to do that i'm like yes do it do all of it and literally that's what that that's been the energy that uh is present here with myself and me being like Oh, well, we can do that. My mama, Joji, she talks about, oh, I love the ocean, but like, I'm still terrified of her because once upon a time I almost drowned. And, and I'm um, like, I just want to go back and, and like, at least put my feet into the water. I'm like, yeah, let's go do that then mama. Like, let's mm. go put our feet into the water. She's like, oh no, I'm just like, I don't know if I could walk or anything. I'm like, we can figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, and Ooh, like, I got chills just imagining <laughs> this woman going to the water. It's like, oh, you are Moana. Like, this is so yes, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gorgeous. It's just so gorgeous. I'm just, it's because it, it, there's two things happening here. You went back to motherland and mm -hmm. you went back to grandmotherland. So you're not just okay. on the land, like you're in La Casa you know, of um, the family. Like, that's there's something special about that. Well, what, how does that vibrate for your being to be on the land? Like, what's that like? Oh, it feels so uh, on purpose, more purpose, more at, like uh, I feel more at home than ever before. And the thing is, the interesting thing is like I grew up in the States, so like I'm Puerto Rican. Um, but like now I'm adamantly saying like, yeah, no, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm Puerto yeah. And like, that's, that's who I am. Growing up, I was definitely labeled as a half Rican, a sort of Rican, an in-between a Rican, um, not Puerto Kelter, Rican. Kelter Rican here. 
Celta Rican, there you go. Yes. Pero like, like that Taino lineage, that like uh, indigenous lineage is still very much alive and present within us. And it's always beckoning us. It's always calling us home. Um, you know, water holds memory. And like we, by the time that we become a physical being, we have so many generations worth of memory of, of in, ingrained in our DNA. So I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, Boricua kids on the mainland who like grew up on the mainland who are products of assimilation who feel like this call to the island but there's this disconnect there and it literally the only and like the only way to make that connection happen is just to do it take the leap take the impulse you don't know Spanish I get it you don't know Spanish if that's the thing you can learn you can learn and trust and believe Puerto Rico is like colonized enough where you'll be able to get around with English. Very well. true. <laughs> uh, so like I, it feels good to like listen to the call and for me to like talk to my inner child and 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 the identity issues that I had surrounding being um, Boricua growing up because I was like, well, if I'm not accepted by the Puerto Rican folk, then I'll go where the people will accept me. And it was the white community, which like beautiful community in its own right. But they were definitely like, yeah, you're Puerto Rican, but you're not that type of Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what? Is oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then you add queer into the mix. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you're a queer person, but you're not that type of queer person. And then it's like, oh, the identity crisis of it all. And New York was very much me that playing around with different identities, trying to, to different things on. And it wasn't until I got home, I came home. Oh. <sighs> that I finally realized what home feels like and mm. like what what love feels like, what connection feels like to the earth, to the earth, which is just like, oh, this is what it is. This is what this feeling is about. Oh, I just needed an example. And it's, that's what happens when you just follow that impulse. I just listened. I just finally listened to the call over and over again. The universe was saying, go, go, go go I get distracted by a shiny thing a shiny thing here and I just finally like the universe literally stripped me of every excuse whatsoever and was like <laughs> that's right that's right the same day my boyfriend broke up with my ex-boyfriend broke up with me was the same day I called my abuela and she was just like I know I was waiting for this phone call mm. waiting mm. I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. Come home. Come home. And let me tell you, I'm eating good. <laughs> I'm eating Oh, good. I bet. I bet you are. Care of. I'm getting loved up on. I'm receiving that maternal love in a way that is just like you can't put a price tag on it. So yeah. So this is so lovely, you know, because my grandfather was so assimilated, you know, like mm -hmm. when he, he moved, I think he was 23 when he left. And um, he moved to New Jersey and then Pennsylvania and he ended up working for the army, taught himself English, spoke very little English, but he spoke enough to get by. Yeah. And and he just advanced and he made this amazing life for our family. And he was so, he had this like, I was, you know, the inner colonizer where mm. he, he would, I have these memories of sitting at the table and my grandmother cooking like hot dogs and grilled cheese for us. And then like his like bacalao <laughs> and like Cezanne Goya. <laughs> and I was like, why are we separating the food? Are we segregating? Or really we're segregating the food too? So it was like, it was so intense. And it was all, he died two years ago in 92. 
Mm. And it was a year before his death. No, was that true? I think he was 89 or 90, a couple years before his death. I called him and I said, I said, Abuelo, are, are we Taino? Because I was, because we're so, we always said Spanish Indian. There was never, it was just so, it was like this, you know, it was like this total. So I thought, because my last name's Mojica, oh, Mojican Indian, you know, somewhere I went as a five year old. And that was my story for like 30 years. And so I called him, I'm like, are we Taino? And he's like, yes. And he went with this whole, it was almost like he was waiting 90 years for someone to ask him. Wow. And, and he went on this long tirade of beautiful warriors and the feathers and the paintings and the, like, I was like, what is this? And so in the last two years, I started going to the island for the first time in my life. And the moment my feet touched the ground, the moment I smelled the air, I was like, why do I feel like I belong here? Like, I'm so assimilated beyond, you know, and I feel like I belong here more than anywhere I've ever felt in my life. And now I'm like addicted to it. I can't get enough. And so I'm always trying to find a way to like eventually live there. But it, it's it, when you're talking about this, it's just like <laughs> selfishly, my heart is singing because I, I parallel that experience. You know, it's I'm so white presenting. And when your identity is mixed, you know, growing up, it's you really you really like identify with your mixed siblings, don't you? It's like you, oh, yeah. there's something we, we went through that no one else can really fathom it's very niche uh i think it's very niche to to our generation you know it's very niche to our generation and i think you know there's a lot of guilt associated with the in-between and where i'm at right now is uplifting and like alchemizing that guilt it's a privilege Mm, mm. privilege that we can speak both the language of the colonizer and the indigenous agreed privilege that's really the only way we're going to merge these polarizing sides like together that's really the only way we can come together is by really uh living in our our hybrid nature of ourselves of being able to speak both the language of the oppressor and of of our people you know Um, part of me thinks that's almost like nature's little sneaky trick you Mm -hmm. know is like somehow got us together so we could alchemize this shit, you know? And so like, when you say that, I, I was, I, so much trauma, you know, came yeah. from being, for me being culturally mixed and being, I have an intersex expression as well. So yeah. being like biologically mixed with gender and sexuality, I was just a mixed motherfucker. Okay. And it's like, I didn't know what to do. I was not a cocktail. I'm like, well, how do I deal with this? Or maybe I was a cocktail. Many yeah, things. Yes, you were. But, you were you know, yeah, it was a mix. But so it got to this place for me. And I wonder for you, where eventually I started having like all this like pride in it. I, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm a middle person. Like I'm a bridge maker. Like this is this is like a shamanic initiation that I didn't realize I had. <laughs> Tell me about that for you. I mean, if my emotions and the way that I express it in my body aren't giving you any hint or clue of how it feels and expresses in me, like, I mean, I don't know what what you're watching or listening to. Um, yeah, it's 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 really like a new character achievement unlocked. Um, like it oh. does, it really does feel that way. And now I wear it like pridefully. And I love the space that I create when I share this story amongst people who also see themselves in me and they're like, oh. Oh, for so long, I've been blaming the assimilation for so long. I've been blaming the colonization, the blaming, the blaming, the blaming. And I got to a point where, quite frankly, I had to look at the blame and be like, where's the blame taking me? Like, where is it? There you go. Like, it's it's like, it's like, 
you can only blame external forces so much. And like really the key to all of this is taking radical responsibility for the now and the way that you show up in the world. And I can either show up as weakness or I could show up as power with what I've been given. I'm going to choose to show up in power. What What's the power in this? I am here in Puerto Rico where I'm seeing like, you're, Puerto Rico is really the most modern representation of like colonization that we're seeing without, you know, the blood and like the the pillaging in that way that we've seen depicted in the histo- in, in the history books. It's still happening metaphorically. Um, it's still very much happening. And uh, that's where I'm at on my journey now. I've been, I'm transitioning from color me crazy. I go from color me crazy on my socials to color we crazy. Um, Cause like, I understand me so much more and I'm like, get the attention off of me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Like I want more of yeah, people. Yeah. So now I'm in the midst of like really uh sitting with that of like, okay, cool. I could speak English, I could speak Spanish, I can pe- speak both languages. How can I mix both of these so that like we're the ones uh taking care of the land? We're the ones coming back home, we're the ones buying property, we're the one investing into community. It, it, it's one thing to watch a social media post and be an angry Puerto Rican and be like, oh my god gringo go home like things like that <laughs> yeah. um, but like what are you doing what are you doing about that's it right. um, so that, wait let's pause there because that's yeah. where you're that's where your manifesting work yes. really resonates with me because <laughs> there's like so i call it like the decolonial manifesting because yes. there's this there's this manifestation that to me is so dominant and it's all about just kind of more dominance it's like yeah. i want to be a billionaire i want a fast car i want everyone to do it i want to be beautiful it's like it's just like, you know, we're manifesting more assimilation, essentially. But I love this place you seem to go to that that just feels natural for me, which is we we get to these magical places just kind of very easily and naturally by being like so grateful for the support now. Okay. So, so tell us about that, because so many people use manifestation to bypass the now. Whereas you use it to radically come into the now. Tell us the difference. Yes. Oh my God. Manifestation is so about the now. It's more about the now than anything. And it's about really getting tapped and tuned in, turned on to like all that is really working in harmonious synchronicity in your benefit in the right now, even the bad shit, even the bad things that are happening and are manifesting in your life are happening for you. They're happening for you. It's dependent to you. It's what you do with the data. It's what you do with the data that you're receiving. There's a lot of cooperative components that are working out. Like I always go to the practical growing up for me. It was, uh, it was my mom constantly being like, there's food on the table. There's a roof above your head. And da, 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 da. And like, I had to look at the, at, at that and be like, what, what? Cause like, underneath everything, even if it's negative, there's love, there's something there. There's a truth that is there. And like now as an adult, uh, that that voice of my mother being like, there's food on the table. There's a roof above your head. What do you mean you don't have everything that you need? What do you mean you don't have it? And I was like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, roof above my head. There's food on the table. I can hop into my car. I can drive wherever I want to. Mm. Oh, oh, I can. Oh, you know what time it? It's four o'clock. If I leave right now, I can drive up and down through the mountains and watch the sun setting perfectly in between the mountains. And it mm. looks like I'm living in Jurassic Park. Oh, oh let me go right now. Let me hop in the like. Oh, the, the, I'm the, hopping on a plane right now. Let's go. Let's go. Come to the west side. I'll be there in five hours. Come to the west side. We'll go. We'll hop into my 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 beautiful. Oh. Uh, like I, I always say, like I identify as a lesbian because, like, <laughs> God, 
I, I love a lesbian. <laughs> I love, I love it. We can hop in my lesbian mobile. It's like yeah. a cute, like little SUV. We'll go up and down the mountains. We'll go oh, yeah. in the river. And it's just like, there's so much in the now. There's so much in the now that is working for you. So like what somebody does when they hear this argument, they go, oh yeah, but like my now is not looking as good as your now. Um, like, but I don't yes. see it in that way. And it's like, okay, well, there are things that you can do in the now that would coach you and would like just gently nudge you towards being able to see the world in this way. It's just a perceptual shift. You can nurture yourself in certain ways. Like if you're gonna, if there's a certain food that you like, for some people, it's like they're foodies. So I, I'm a foodie too. So like if there's a certain food I like, I'm going to order myself a pizza. I'm going to really enjoy this pizza bite by bite and really indulge every single bite. I'm like, oh God, I love pizza. I am tasting like, it as you say it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm feeling it from you. <laughs> Your joy is like putting I, it in me. And then everything else that comes outside of it is just an added bonus. You know, you get the mm. car. You get the house, you get the, the the soulmate, you get the kids, you get all of that, but you get it because you are creating the energetic vibration in the now, which then the universe goes, ah, more of this. I talk about the universe as being the OG of OG of algorithms. We're constantly filling the algorithm with either what we want or what we don't want. And the universe is always presenting to us like more of this. And we double tap, not even knowing like, Okay, more doom and gloom, more sadness, more sorrow, more anger, more this, because that's the energy that we're putting out into the world. I mean, it doesn't mean don't honor, don't don't honor those emotions. I'm not saying bypass them, um, but definitely nurture them. What is your anger telling you about you? Because underneath your anger, there's a source of power that is so hungry to be unearthed and born. You know, what is your sadness telling you? There's something about that that like there's something in those emotions that will guide you toward man manifestations. Not elusive. It's not something that only rich people can do. Hey, my friends, I want to take a quick break from the episode to remind you my next six week course begins on May 8th. This six week course is the best way to work with me. I will teach you what I have learned in the past 17 years about how nutrition, somatics and self inquiry can be applied and integrated together to release stress and trauma. We do this through listening to the body through learning the body's language, which is sensation. And the best part, when the course is over, you get everything. Every lecture, every audio exercise, every PDF is yours to download for life. Registration for my course opens on April 13th. If you want to register and get more information, visit holisticlifenavigation.com and click on the course. See, that's that's important to me because um the you know the language I use through somatics is capacity. So when you yeah, say vibration, yeah. vibration mm -hmm. and capacity are the same thing. Absolutely. Because um, so many people hear vibration, they again they uh, they think it as a dissociated kind of spiritual context, but it's a bodily experience. Vibration, right? And and capacity. It's like if I'm 
if my mind is orienting toward a vibration that is so much bigger than I can handle in my body, wow. it's always going to be my little body against this impossible future and I'm going to feel stuck. But yep. when there's that like titration based on, can I just feel the decadence of the grease of the pizza dripping down my mouth? Like if I, if I can just like, right? Like if I can just get off on that right now, imagine how much capacity I have to get off on the next thing that comes in my orbit. Yes. Is that how it is for you? It is. That's it. It's capacity. Uh, it's it brings me because like with with manifestation, a lot of people just think about law of attraction, yeah. but there's also the law of resonance too mm, as well. Yes. You Tell often, us about that. It's it's resonating with what you desire because so like people are just like, I want the big house. I want the fancy car. I want this. Okay, cool. Well, are you resonating with that? Because oftentimes there's fear associated with these big things, fear of failure, but most importantly, fear of success as well. And what we do with our success. Um, there's a lot of subconscious things that get in the way of us being able to fully put out that resonance out into the universe. Maybe you're only resonating at being really grateful for pizza right now. And that's great. And you'll be okay. Maybe that's where you're at as far as resonance. We're, we're really running with this metaphor. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and like you really vibrate, you really resonate, you really like resonance and capacity the capacity for that good feeling that's where you're at you're like yes. feeling is present but this is the capacity for the good feeling that i can actually express and embody it authentically this is the capacity that i have for it and it's it lives with pizza and as you really live with the pizza and enjoying the pizza, you're going to be like, yeah, but I know there's more. That desire for more is going to be there. So maybe you're going to resonate with a different feeling. Maybe it's like, I'm going to like really spoon my partner, but I'm going to really love the spooning of my partner and really indulge in the security that I have with my partner. Oh, security is present here. Why was I feeling unsafe before? Oh, I'm going to really love the security of this. I'm really going to love the feeling of this. And I'm going to reciprocate this feeling as well. You know, we're reciprocating and when we reciprocate, we, we, we reinforce this good feeling within ourselves as well. So that adds more and more and more and trust as you explore these feelings, these good sensations more and more and more, you will be like, I feel all powerful. <laughs> good feeling doesn't stop at pizza with me anymore. No. Good feeling is everywhere. And I have this good feeling with me everywhere, no matter where I go. Oh my God. Then the house would happen. Then the car would yes. happen. And, and I, I bet you, even once you reach that moment, the fucking house and the car wouldn't even like, they're not even on your list anymore. Don't even care. Yeah, exactly. All you want to do is have a good time. All you want to have to want to do is have a good time. And your embodiment of a good time is just like oozing and permeating and literally every conversation you have with someone, mm. you see people light up by just your presence. You, your, your energy is affirmed by the, the opinions that other people have of you. Like, Oh, I love your energy. I love your vibe. I feel so nice when I'm around you. And that feeds your soul and spirit a little bit more. And then you're just fucking, you're manifesting. You're just creating, you're creating. Manifesting is just the, the, the intentional use of manifesting is just like, like your awareness, guiding your awareness to intentionally create something that you want. You can intentionally create gloom and doom if you want. That's something you can absolutely do that. Or you can intentionally create a good time. I grew See, up that, that right yeah. there is the, is the alchemy of the mind and the body, isn't it? Because there's yeah. this like incredible, if I'm, if I'm attuning or orienting towards something painful, I'm going to naturally feel pain. It's like the body resonates to the attunement. Oh. If I attune to something beautiful, I'm going to feel beauty. I mean, it's literally that simple. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the conditioning is that the the standard is the pain. Mm-hmm. And so when we start saying, well, let's attune to the joy, we call it bypassing. Yeah. And I find it interesting because when we're attuning to the pain, we're bypassing the joy. You know, so it's like if we can't attune to all of it and kind of overcome the whole experience by feeling the whole experience, mm-hmm. something's getting bypassed. Gotcha. And when you're saying about like nurturing and tending, if the anger comes up, nurturing anger and attuning to anger they're so different you know because if i'm if i'm building and looking and identifying with anger i am dead end Mm -hmm. but if there's a nurturing like oh sweetie what do you have to tell me like what do you need like what's what how are you trying to blossom through me right now like the humility to let it move through you it's just to me it's just endlessly amazing the space that's created with that you know there's a reason there's this expression of oh, oh i'm seeing red when we're angry i'm seeing red well, when we're angry, root chakra is activated. Root chakra is activated and is going. <laughs> exactly. So there's an imbalance there. And it's 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 the overflow. And like trust and believe there were signs. There were signs. You were being like, you were being led. And then you were going, no, just suppress, just suppress, just suppress. And how long are you going to suppress before it boils over? Your, 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 your energetic, the energetic sensors we have in our body could only handle so much before mm. they're just like a, duh, what happens? Root chakra is activated. Throat chakra wants to express and activate and say something. And I'm just like, right now I'm like coaching with people. They're like, well, what do I do with anger? We have a lot of angry people. I'm a very angry person. Y'all may not like know that, but like I'm Aries, angry. I get angry. <laughs> All the things. And like my karmic lesson is constantly be like, breathe. <laughs> Wait, so tell, give us an example. I, I, I have to ask you this because I know people... <laughs> People listening are going to be like, well, I want to, I want to know more. And so the two things I want to know, I want an example of you getting angry and nurturing it. Mm. And then I want an example of something shitty that has happened for you. Oh my gosh. Well, I think shitty, <laughs> I think the best thing to talk about shitty that happened for me is the the breaking up. The breaking tell, up. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I had this partnership with somebody and like, uh, you know, I, I, the, the next partnership that I have with someone, I'm always going to create partnership, Libra rising in the house. I love <laughs> Like I just, I, I need to Franco rising in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need the Franco. I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. I see it. I see it now. <laughs> she's coming through she's coming i'm sensing something <laughs> there's the lesbianic energy that that's i was right. looking for that's, that's right um so uh so yeah the breakup happened um and uh and it was the first time i was broken up with the very first time oh, wow i was ever broken up with uh, as an Aries, you know, we do like to control. Um, so I would always be like, no, I have to be the one to break up with you because I have to, I, it's, it's how I, I, and my power is from me. Um, so I was broken up with him over something really ridiculous. I, I brought up the conversation surrounding sensuality, sexuality. And I was just like, I'm really tired of doing this, uh, heteronormative stuff. Let's like, kind of explore other realms of like the orgasmic energetic body and all of that. Uh, he was uh, appalled uh, by this uh, statement uh, so much so that he broke up with me because he was like, how dare you question how I express myself sexually and whatnot? Like, this is weird. I talked to my friends about it and they think you're weird. And I was like, he broke up with me. <laughs> he broke up with me and trust and believe. I was like, the very last words is how dramatic I was. I was like, just so you know, 
you're leaving something fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm amazing. And you, you're leaving something amazing. Can we get an echo added to that? Whoever's editing this, if we can just echo that statement, that would just... <laughs> <laughs> will symbolize the drama. Yep. He was, I was like, you're leaving the best fucking thing in your life. <laughs> I was like, the dramatics. And that's where my anger led yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but deep, deep within that anger and that statement, that statement was for me. You know, it wasn't for him. Uh, and like, you know, what happened after that statement, I went back home, I boohooed, cried and all of that. And uh, I felt insignificant. I felt unworthy. I felt unloved. I felt abandoned. I felt uh, strange. I felt like I couldn't speak my mind. Um, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, let's let's turn it back. Because literally an hour ago, now you're crying on the seven train. Literally an hour ago, you were like, I'm amazing. You're leaving the best fucking thing in your life. That came from somewhere. Yes. From a truth. Now, how, like, how are you going to believe that for yourself now? And that's where the nurturing came in. That's where the, okay, cool. Now let's go deep within the self. Now I'm so self-sufficient. Now, if that were to come up, I wouldn't even have to tell that person I'm amazing. I'm fucking brilliant. You're leaving the best thing in your life. I just know it. And I'll just be like, huh? Okay. That's it. Okay. We have to pause. I love this. (laughs) I love this image of you on the seven train, (laughs) like crying in your coffee. It's you always know. a Queens boy. It's always a boy from Queens. <laughs> always God a boy from Queens. You. <laughs> and you're, you're you're just feeling horrible. You're feeling alone. You're feeling left. You're feeling like low. And minutes ago, you're saying you're leaving the best thing ever. That's yeah. profound because so many of us will have these experiences where we like scream something at someone because we're wanting them to believe it for us. Mm-hmm. And you had this moment of noticing, oh, that's for me. That's not for him to believe. That's for me to hold and nurture. That's yeah. really transformative. Very transformative. Was that like a quick transformation to take months to titrate into an integrate? Like, what was that like to to shift there? It took it took time. It took time, and uh, I think what what was helpful for me was social media. And like, um, I think social media is beautiful. It's a wonderful tool that we can use to play, and I I use it to really play with the best version of myself. And uh, that's what I started us- utilizing it for. I had all of these deep, profound truths. I was, I was like, "Oh, you are the power. You are what's worth it." And now I'm shouting into a camera like, "You are the power. You are worth it," which is mm. in turn me talking to myself a reflection mirror work mirror work and uh through time i really believed it and and like now it's just like no excuses i believe it um but in the beginning if you go back and look at look at my videos you can very much see someone who is just playing with the concept of 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 self-worth of power of of all of this and and like even though in the moment i didn't really i i it still felt authentic in the moment um, now it feels more grounded. Uh, it didn't happen overnight. It took months. And it really, it, even with me moving to Puerto Rico, I was just like, I needed to like also physically move away from the same city as this person who I felt hurt from as well. That still was living there. And my inner child needed to know that I was safe from that person from like, because he broke up with me three times, three times he broke up with me. And each of the times it was because I said something that I was I wanted to know about our relationship that was like too much. And then he'd come back and be like, actually, you had a point. And then we get back together. And uh, this was the third time. And like, 
I was just like, no, no, I can't even create the space. And lo and behold, I started doing really well. And I started gaining a following on Instagram. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, I see you do, 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 doing. And I was just like, yeah, I'm so thankful that you broke up with me. Mm. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I love I mean, I love that because he was showing you that he didn't have capacity for what you wanted to build. Yeah. You know, that's how he that's how he expressed it. And you finally got it. Thank you and for you, letting me go. Thank you for letting me go. I love, you know, I love the social media piece. First of all, you are a lip sync assassin with Abraham Hicks. <laughs> like it is profound. Yep. That was the, I was the very, so I was at a sleepover mystery school and there so was cool. this, um, I was co-facilitating the one weekend and this woman there, Layla, who's definitely going to listen to this because she's a huge fangirl of yours. Uh, she, uh, she's like, you have to see this guy. You have to see this guy. He's amazing. And she showed me this, this one thing of you. You were like laying outside under a tree, you know, looking all fabulous. And Abraham Hicks was coming through your mouth. And I was, I was like, this is amazing. And there was so much joy and fun and vibrance, which I really appreciate because Abraham is so cutting. And, and like direct and which I, I love. It's like a really great medicine, but the humor isn't always there unless you're like, I mean, I think it actually is, but it's not obvious. It's hard um, to see the humor when it's like uh, an animated, if you go and watch Abraham that's Hicks. Right, that's right. It's like Abraham Hicks in space with a glass of wine, yes. like talking about all this with them. So there's a disconnect from like the actual human physical and like the divine channeled wisdom that is coming through yes. after Hicks. So there's a disconnect. And you, um, you bring that. Like you, you deliver it so well through your body and your gestures and your spirit and your funniness, and your queerness, like all of it delivers like this message that is bigger than a human vessel. Like it needs to be dramatic for us to like enjoy it because it's so heavy and strange. It's otherworldly really. And so I, I just, I, I don't know why I started saying, oh, because of social media. Yeah. I mean, can we just talk about for a moment? I was anti-social media for so long yeah. And so it was, it was 2019. I was in private practice. And I was so overwhelmed. I was getting burnout. I kept saying yes to people because like everyone has trauma and it was hard to say no. And I thought I need to find a way to kind of like teach people and help people and guide them for free where they can just click something and see something. I'm like, oh, I'll try Instagram. And I told myself for 90 days, I was going to post every day and just see what happens. Again, the most ego death I could have gone through because I was so against social media and Instagram. And it has become like the most profound gift in my life, in my career, in my, my emotional self being seen, transmuting shame. I mean, tell us your journey of going from, especially for you, you didn't go to some school and graduate like I'm a therapist now, like yeah. your experience was your school and then something in you integrated and then you found the clarity to express like tell us that that journey that's very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I'm and and you know, we live in a beautiful day and age where you don't really have to go to college. Nope. You don't really got to go to college to to be a healer to uh, help people. You don't need the degree. You don't need any of that. In fact, my first I did go to college. I went to college for like five years. Uh, did I come out with a degree? No, I did not. I had many credits. I, I was a marine biologist at one point. I was a psychologist. I was a theater major. I was so many things. Um, you really sound you sound like me right now. Yeah. So <laughs> that was my I, experience. Yeah. 
And I mean, it speaks to the nature of just its spirit is just curious by nature. We're just curious beings by nature. If you want to do the inner child healing, when you get an impulse, actually act on it and see where your curiosity leads you. You will be led to some sort of healing in some way, shape or form. We're meant to play. We're meant to explore. We're not meant to like you do this one degree and this is the one degree you are for the rest of your life. No ma'am, no ham, no turkey. Um, So um I definitely was always a person that wanted to be seen. I was always a type of person that wanted to be seen. I wanted to be seen at home by my mother, which was like a very difficult thing, especially with like raising three boys, having three multiple, three jobs and all of that. So I escaped to theater. So I was a theater kid, did a lot of theater shows. I was very much in the spotlight. I was seen in the theater space, but at home, it felt like there was a disconnect. Uh, So theater became like that for me, everything to me. I got out of theater school. I tried to be an actor, didn't work because I was, uh, yeah, it was like I was labeled the ethnically ambiguous person. And like, what do you do with an ethnically ambiguous person circa 2008? Uh, not not much. We had uh, what Modern Family and Will and Grace for like queer characters and then queer as folk, which is so heteronormative, at least that yes. version of queer as, queer as folk. Um, so uh, I tried being a YouTube celebrity then. Uh, so I created YouTube videos. They were so spastic, just like <laughs> random things that I was throwing out into the world. It was just like, wow, this guy has a lot of energy. Um, so uh, uh, with that, I wasn't seeing the immediate results. I wasn't seeing the growth that I wanted. I just wanted to be, I wanted to, a star is born, just like, boom. Yes, yes. Uh, it didn't happen. There's Had that been- a personal self case study of the manifesting too. You just wanted to get there. Yeah, exactly. I want to get there. I want the results. I want to see it. I want it to be physical. If I don't touch it, if I can't feel it, then it's not real. Um, And manifestation doesn't work that way. Manifestation is about like guiding yourselves to, to the sensation, to the feeling of touching it and like embodying it. And like, that is just as real as the physical manifestation, you know, our imagination and we take ourselves as far as imagination goes, same thing, same thing as a physical. So I want it to be seen. YouTube didn't work um, and whatnot. So I kind of then just started working and doing what, you know, I was taught and conditioned to do. If I wasn't going to become a star, I wasn't going to become a celebrity. I could at least make some money. I could make some coin. Um, I always wanted to do social media. You know, when I was feeling myself, I'd post a cute picture of myself and, you know, I get some validation. I'd be like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. People think I'm cute. Yeah. People see me, people see me, people see me. But then the conversation transformed to, but do you see you? Um, And uh, that's where the shift really started happening. I started sitting with uh, the instant validation that I would get from a post on social media. And I started realizing and from a very, very logical sense of like, oh, this feeling is fleeting. The instant validation is not like consistent, you know, it's not sustainable. Um, So I was like, hmm. What can I do here? And then, of course, you know, psychedelics expand your mind in so many ways as well. I was also looking at media and imagery and how media and imagery feeds into the subconscious mind and how we're constantly consuming information. I was like, hmm, if I'm going to participate with social media in this way, then I'm going to participate it in te- participate with it intentionally. I'm going to be intentional about it because I have resp- I have a responsibility when I share something with the world. I have a responsibility in how that affects people and I can affect people in a positive way or I can affect people in a negative way. I have say in that. 
Um, and that's when I, you know, started just sharing my story and where I was at, what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, how I was processing, how was how I was embodying authenticity. Um, and people found that to be inspiring. Um, and and, uh, and it just became, you know, like I said, it became a playground for me to play around with the best version of myself. And uh, sometimes it was definitely me acting it out and performing my higher self, performing my best version of self. But that's not a bad thing. Nope. You know, it's rehearsal. There's a lot of, there was a lot of rehearsal that went into, that's why I love acting. You want a spiritual awakening, go to acting school. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. Um, it, there, there's a lot of, uh, of rehearsing that happens, especially when we're trying to, if you want to call it quantum leap, if you want a quantum leap to a more embodied version of self that feels more aligned, more connected, there's, there's rehearsal. Sometimes we, that's where the spiritual ego can come in and just like kind of help us as far as like, no, this is what I believe in. I believe in this. Yes. Crystals. Woo. Yes. Sage. Oh yes. We're connected to the divine. We're connected to it all. And I was playing with that. And now I'm just like, yeah, we're connected to the divine. <laughs> that's wrong i love that that's so good that's so good so gooey it's so sustainable because the other one for me is such a high that crashes oh, but yeah. just like the mundane is as equally magical as something sparkly you know it, it, everything just becomes gorgeous it's like yeah. okay anywhere yeah. i look i'm satisfied <laughs> it doesn't have to be one and thing that's what it is it's, it's just satisfaction it's satisfaction I, I it's not i'm not looking for like Oh, I'm on top of the world. And da, 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 da. I'm looking for consistent satisfaction. Mm. Oof. That's See, all. I love that because when you have these practices, that's when, uh, quote, bad things or things that don't go your way, they, they, you know, again, strange to some listening, they become satisfying. Yeah. There's like, you know, because there's a playground inside of you that you develop. And you get to play with all this like junk that this ex experience brings up in you. So uh, you stop orienting toward the experience and you orient, okay, what's this bringing up in me? What's the wisdom for me to get from this? And then your direct connection to the resolve and the repair, right? Yeah, it 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 all like feeds into each other. And like, I, I talk about like, even my worst days now are good days. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I hear, I feel that one. I, I love when you were just saying about intention with Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was what really healed my my negative overcouplings with it mm, was, yeah. the, you know, noticing, okay, it's just like, to me, it was like an alleyway. And I'm like, mm -hmm. cool things happen in alleyways. You know, like, yeah. I, I had cool. these, yeah, like I had images of like, you know, Jesus and these kind of figures that like walked into those, you know, whorehouses that no one would go to. Yeah. And like the hugging St. Amma, like licking a man's wounds who had leprosy, like, yeah. that's where I'm at in this lifetime. So why not go to every realm I can and just kind of serve how I want to, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's really the 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 shift of the now. I think, you know, what we're seeing right now uh, are a lot of, you know, old things resurfacing. We're seeing a lot of the 60s energy presenting itself right now. We're seeing a lot of the, the early 70s energy, this like major conscious shift that happened. But uh, what happened in the 60s and in the 70s during these major moments of, of, of Transfer, collective transformation um, was there were there were there were leaders that people stood behind and they were like yeah me too yeah what that person's saying yeah echo 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 and that was powerful but what we're seeing with social media and the next stage of this collective consciousness shift is that we're all the leaders 
where all the leaders, where our voice, everyone's voice is just as powerful. And uh, that's what social media gives us access to is that platform of like, okay, we're all the leaders, we're all the voice, we're all leading a conversation in some way, shape or form. You can lead that um, conversation intentionally. You can worry about, you know, all the major things that are happening, you know, in in Iran and uh, around the world. You can focus on the worry of that. I'm like, I'm so worried. What can I do? What can I do? What you can do is, uh, you know, have a good time in the now and like affect the local communities you have access to now. And that will, you know, contribute to that positive ripple of change change. And that's what I did with social media. That's my intention behind social media is like, even though there's chaos <laughs> happening in the world, my contribution is going to add to the positive ripple of change. And if I can inspire more people to do the same, then that is radical protest. That is that's just right. as radical as me going and screaming at the top of my lungs that Black Lives Matter. And they do. They absolutely do. But what are we doing? What are we doing now? How are we nurturing this conversation? Because, you know, even the Black Lives Matter conversation is about all of us. It's about everybody as well. So like, where's the movement happening in that? It was beautiful for all of us to get together and march when we marched in 2020. It was beautiful. But you can see that the energy of that it died down. See, it this is important because this is exactly what you're saying about that. Oh, I'm alive. I reached my pinnacle of spirituality and kind of like, I'm alive. I'm alive. I there is no pinnacle of spirituality. It's like this kind of <laughs> sustained experience. Yeah, these these experiences that become politicized. That's why I've never been a political person because it's too, it's not long lasting enough for my taste. I like deep, rich gooiness, and it's like so surface. Um, it becomes like a soundbite, mm. and then you echo the soundbite. You reprocess the soundbite. You put the soundbite as a bumper sticker on your car. Mm -hmm. And does the soundbite become a lived experience in you that changes your life? Does it affect you for life? <clears throat> that's that's like where it becomes medicine to me instead of just like, um, I don't know, like a performative experience or even an intentional, a beautiful performative experience, like something where the intention is pure and it has an expiration date. And my perfect example of this is where we live in the mountains. There's this Haitian man that I'm friends with who doesn't drive. He walks everywhere and he's like in his 60s, I would say. Um, very groovy looking guy yeah. and i'll see cars go by with black lives matter bumpers on them and they they won't pick him up when it's like freezing in the rain and the the rain's falling on him and he's like asking for a ride uh, and and i just like and i don't i'm not saying that you should yeah. but it's just an interesting image of yeah. like well, what does that really matter when you put the soundbite on your car like what does that mean about how you live your life and so i love that you're saying this because we talk about this a lot in my work. Um, Camille, especially one of one of the people on my team that, that helps me with a lot of the courses and such. We talk about like when you're oriented toward chaos in another land, even chaos in another household, you're literally disoriented from your reality, which is the place you can affect shifts and change like instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And so there's that absence of your heart and your 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 response and your presence when you're orienting elsewhere. Yeah. And that's kind of the trick of 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 media, not in the conspiratorial way, but like just alchemy way, like we said earlier. Yeah. If I'm attuning to pain, I'm filled with the pain of another's experience. I don't even know what my experience is. I can't even do anything. Yeah, it's so real. It's like, that's the big shift is just looking at 
it's not a bad thing. It's easy to hop on the bandwagon of like social media is bad, big tech is bad. Da, 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 da. It's like, no, the awareness you have around it is the bad thing. It's yes. it's, it's your awareness. That's what affects it. you. That's yeah. what affects you. Utilize it intentionally. Uh, it, it, uh, people are like, well, how do I change my life? The easiest way, what does your Instagram feed look like? What does your TikTok feed look like? What, what are you watching? What are you consuming? Whether you know it or not, trust and believe your subconscious mind is looking at information and storing it, creating judgments and just like boom, 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 boom. That's and over right. time watching, you know, video after video of uh, of another person being murdered, of another person, you know, getting their children ripped away from them, of another cop inflicting harm on another person. You're filling your, your emotional space with this energy. And then you'll close that app and be like, I'm so depressed. I don't know what to do with myself right That's now. That's right. The world sucks. There's nothing I can do because you've literally taken in experiences that aren't yours, which are inherently, that's naturally overwhelming. They're not your experiences. You can't change that experience that already happened. You can't. You yeah. can't. The world, the world has always been chaotic. There's always, always been will be. Always will be. Um, but there's equally beauty present in the world. Um, right. That shit always happened in the world major shifts have always happened this is not the first lifetime in which we'll, we will experience major shift it will happen again we will reach a new phase of enlightenment if you want to call that we'll get comfortable with that enlightenment and that enlightenment will become fucked up in its own right and trust and believe the next time the next the next wave the next battle will be us fighting like light workers who think they're light workers <laughs> And it's like, oh, y'all were the scam the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's endless. It's endless. And that's why the, to me, the answer is always self-attunement. Because, yeah. it, right, if I'm like orienting outward for someone to tell me things are going to be okay or it's safe or what's the right thing to do, no. it's an endless cycle. But if yeah. I go to my self-attunement, it's like, oh, there I am. There. So there I am amidst all of it. Like, no, there I am. And there's just this settling into my own self. <laughs> So this is, I could talk to you for hours, obviously. I can too. What, and we, we will sometime when I come to the island again. Yeah. I want to know what, what people listening, how can they work with you? What do you offer? Where do they find you? Tell us that part. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, y'all can all follow me on uh, This Is Color Me Crazy on social media, um, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, the best way to support me is just to come through. I, I host uh, collective meditation Monday through Friday um, on Instagram Live at uh, you know 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's all donation based. Uh, all the work that I do is donation based. That's how I keep this information accessible. Because um, the people who I want to like affect the most are the babies. Are the babies who are just like understanding that there's something to it. And if I can hop in and just provide some practical way to contextualize the woo-woo, then awesome. Here I am. I, I always talk about like, I can do, I can do, I know how to human really well. I know how to human really well. I'm spirit who knows how to human really well. And like, I can demystify all of these spiritual concepts in a way that you can use it tangibly, practically. So come through on the social media. You can go ahead and support me on that. I do collective, uh, uh, I also do uh, collect um, uh, donation-based tarot reading every Tuesday. Um, I also, we have a book club every Wednesday. This month, we're reading the, Celeste, the Celestine Prophecy, which is this beautiful fiction adventure tale that's very like very much like the alchemist. Um, so every Wednesday, we do that. Um, and uh, I also sell t-shirts. I'm wearing one right now. I just made this one right now that says, you are the magic. And down the side of the arm, it says, I am the magic. There's a little mushroom 
friend on there just for, you know, the little, I, I also, I'm such a psychedelic medicine advocate. I'm such an advocate for psychedelic medicine. You don't need it in order to be this at all. Like you don't need it, but it does help if you're curious about it. Um, I also demystify that a little bit on my platform. And yeah, that's basically it. I was going to have a retreat in Costa Rica coming up soon in May, but I am not doing it anymore because I want the first retreat to be here on the homeland. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it's going to be oh, here. Oh, I want to go there. Tell me when that's happening. I want it. I really want it to happen in April. I'm going to be turning 33 in April. So it's my Jesus year. Um, definitely my mastery year. Um, and right now you're getting a little a little, mm, a little mooj of what this mastery is going to look like. It's going to definitely be more embodied for year 33. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be in Puerto Rico. So another way you can support me, if you know of any retreat centers or whatnot here on the island that would want to collaborate with me, hit me up on the DMs, give me an email, do all of that stuff. Uh, I would love to. That's the next thing is just collaborating and uh, and whatnot. That's how you can support so you are a hermano hermoso and i am so happy to have met you and have you here just thank you so much for your time yeah anytime you want to have a conversation like this let me know you know if if y'all are listening and you enjoyed this i would be uh, it would be honored to be back i enjoyed mm. sharing space with you so much you'll definitely be back <laughs> okay good open invitation Pero <laughs> mucho, right. right. te amo muchas bendiciones mm. a todo ache 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 love light energy all of those beautiful things there it's not that you deserve it it's yours all you have to do is claim it so that's the end of today's episode notice where you feel the episode inside of your body those sensations those expressions that's how your body speaks to you sit with it be with it, and let whatever wants to come up, come up. Because all the wisdom you're looking for is right there in those sensations. If you want to go deeper into these practices or find more information about my work, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.